0: Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420 and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075 are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: Welcome to the Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 8th show. I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Uh, That might sound a little bit different because our host, Tina Mitchell, um, is in Cabo suffering through this terrible weather down there, I'm sure. Um, But... The show must go on, and she's here with us in spirit. So we are your local local mortgage experts, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how they can affect your money. If you're here in our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. But we are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests we have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 411 Or visit online at themoneyhour.com. So in studio today, we're very excited. Our guests, we have Vincent Humphrey and Joe Townsley of Humphrey & Associates, Costly Mistakes in Your Divorce. Also in studio, Susan Palmer Wood, The Mindset Effect with Susan Palmer Wood. And our last guest in studio, Carrie Haas of Carrie Haas Real Estate Team, Windermere Real Estate, Bellevue Commons. Real changes in our local real estate market. Great information and great guests in studio today. For more information on any topics to discussed, please call the show at 1 855 400 1150. That's 1 855 400 1150. Or visit online at themoneyhour.com. As we do every week, we start the show with Money Chat.
2: Money. Money.
1: And for today's Money Chat, again, it's kind of weird not having Tina here, but she's in spirit, and uh, and the show goes on, and we have great information and great guests. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Fannie Mae, and, and they recently did a survey, um, and I found it a little a little crazy. It hurt my heart a little bit. They, they discovered that since 2015, there's not been an increase in knowledge when it comes to purchasing a home um and it could be holding back home buyers so that's really sad news for me especially because i literally my favorite thing about my job is educating people and handing keys over to them when they get it and it's not rocket science so Fannie Mae's monthly national housing survey consistently showed that the vast majority of Americans would prefer to own rather than rent a home, but are uncertain or mistaken about the qualifications necessary to get a mortgage. Now, the company has comprised a 2015 survey exploring the knowledge gap and found after questioning more than 3,000 respondents, things haven't improved much since the initial study. Mark Palin, uh, with Fannie Mae Vice President and Deputy Chief Economist, and uh, Sarah Shaddad, a market insight researcher, uh, write in a new research brief that this lack of accurate information may be discouraging willing and qualified Americans from pursuing home ownership, but may also provide an important opportunity for lenders and other mortgage market uh, participants to utilize more effective mortgage education that is timely, customized, and convenient and simple. Now, for me, this, like I said, this hits home pretty good here because I couldn't agree more. We often talk to people, I talk to people daily about mortgages, and I'm completely shocked at how many people that I talk to that still think they need 20% down or they have to have immaculate credit. And my goodness, people, it's so far from the truth. I mean, we've done loans as far as as a credit score down to 580. Um, We do loans all the time for people that are first-time homebuyers at 3% down. So um, and also, I mean, shoot, there is a Washington State Housing Finance Commission program that will give you four percent towards the purchase of a home uh, at no interest. The caveat, though, is that it's like a silent second. So it sits there and, you know, if you refinance or um, sell, you have to pay it back. But still, this is a great opportunity for people to get into a home. And, uh, and it might be just a nice, a great fit for you at the end of the day because you're not lining your landlord's pockets. You're lining your pockets. Homeownerships can change your future. And, um, and, I mean, you're building equity and really just changing the trajectory of your family. So I couldn't suggest any more. If you're out there, and this is really just a call to action, if you're out there and you don't feel educated, call an expert like myself or Tina and really just get educated about it. I mean, the main thing is that we're people that care and want to educate. It doesn't cost you anything to learn. And most of the time when we chat with people, by the time they get to the end of it, they're like, it's not rocket science. I mean, we have some great resources. We have reporting. We can compare things side by side, your down payment, how that correlates with your monthly payment. Just a lot of information that could really equip you and make this home buying thing just really not that complicated and give you the confidence to go out there and 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 learn and get in the market and uh, get your home. That's the, that's the homeowner's dream. So anyways, that's what we got for Money Chat today. Coming up next on the Money Hour, costly mistakes in your divorce case with Joe Towsley, Vincent Humphrey and Humphrey and Associates right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break.
2: Never imagined your marriage would be ending? Not sure if you're going to be the weekend parent? How long is the divorce process going to take and who can you trust? The attorneys at Humphrey & Associates understand that these are just a few questions that may be going through your mind. You're not alone and they've helped many people in your same position. Their mission is to serve you while you get through this difficult time. Divorce and parenting plans are difficult enough. Working with an attorney shouldn't be. Humphrey & Associates is committed to providing affordable legal services that you can trust. You need good, solid legal advice that isn't going to cost a fortune. Worry no more. To schedule your free consultation, just call 206-946-8580 or go online to halegalteam.com.
3: Hi, this is Vincent Humphrey. Go ahead and give us a call today at 206-946-8580 or you can reach us online at halegalteam.com. Again, that's 206-946-8580. 8-0 Eight zero or online at halegalteam.com. Love to hear from you.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour on
1: 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 8th show. I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. And if you've been listening up, uh, Tina Mitchell, our host, is in Cabo, everybody. Uh, but the good information goes on. So we are your local mortgage experts. It's a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show's all about: how to make money, save money, and build a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. But we are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests we have on the show today. Please call the show at one eight five five. 41150 that's 1855 41150 or visit online at themoneyhour.com. Uh in studio right now we had Vincent Humphrey and Joe Townsley with Vincent Humphrey of Humphrey and Associates. Costly mistakes in your divorce case. Welcome to the show guys.
3: Hello, sir. (laughs) 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 Whoa.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you guys for coming. If you have any questions for my guests in studio uh, today, please call the show at 855-400-1150 or visit the online at themoneyhour.com. So where do we start, guys? Divorce. This is uh, a pretty touchy subject for some um, more than others, but costly mistakes in your divorce. Let me let me ask you right out of the gate. What do you guys think is like the biggest contributor to losing money if you're going through this divorce? Because that's what a lot of people think about, right? Divorce, you think money and, you know, and I, the heartbreak and you're going your separate ways and you guys have amassed, um, an, you know, a fortune possibly or an estate who knows together. Where do we go from here? Right, right. And I think um,
4: at least, you know, what I've seen is, is just unrealistic ep- expectations is, is one of the easiest ways to mismanage the money that you have put forward for your divorce, um, whether it be, oh, you know, I think this is going to be simple. You know, we, we see eye to eye. And a lot of times that's kind of the stem of the problem right there is, is your perspective is more likely than not off in some fashion <laughs> to the other side, to <laughs> put it delicately. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. Vincent, would you have anything else for that one?
3: I think so. I, I think what you will find in a lot of what we're going to talk about today is communication and the lack thereof. Um, and that leads to really unparalleled and unrealistic alignment with what you're wanting and that reality.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you think about it too, you know. Breaking down in marriage marriages, a lot of time it's that breaking down of communication, right? And so by that point it's probably at a pretty sour place, right? When you're making this decision and you might have that emotional scorn or like resentment and you like want to get back at this person by any way possible, unfortunately. Is that what you guys see? All the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> definitely, definitely so. So it makes sense for people to be like emotionally upset and, and for that to come into play uh, in these scenarios. How should a person interact with their lawyer, though? You guys didn't do anything. Right. You know what, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I think some of, uh, uh, some of the listeners are, 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 are I, I won't say our, our current clients, but maybe prospective clients, understanding that we're here to help that we are on your side in some fashion. But one of the things that we do at our office that uh, I wish other offices and specifically law firms would do the same, would understand that it is emotional, that there are a lot of things that are happening really outside of the law, but trying to remain objective. I mean, these are things that you learn in law school and as you're studying for the bar exam. And I think some lose that perspective that there is... Uh, a certain element here that you have to be aware of. But beyond that, I would say that uh, from a client's perspective, wanting to engage uh, with your lawyer that way can be a real big mistake. And the mistake is that we are your advocates, we, yeah. w- we are on your side. As such, we will do what we can to take your emotions, your thoughts, your opinions, and make that digestible. Uh, not only to the other side or the other attorney, but also the judge or judicial officer that may be uh, at play here. And so sending multiple emails or calling every other hour doesn't help you because we bill for each one of those interactions. Not all lawyers. Some are kind of fixed costs all the way so, but in your more traditional sense, it's costing you. And so that emotion, uh, a lot of our clients, we say, you know, it's good to get help. Talk to a friend, a pastor, a counselor, or somebody else that can help deal with the emotional trauma because it's part of it. As you said earlier, yeah, you were severing one of the closest relationships, if not the closest relationship that you
1: have on this world. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, as far as your guys' experience, Vincent and Joe, I mean, are people reasonable (laughs) when they're reaching out? Or is it like everybody's just crazy demands and it's like, go to this extreme and meet me in the middle type thing? Like, how does that interaction usually play out with you guys?
4: Well, I will say, I think reasonableness is definitely a perspective. Um, I'm sure everybody comes to the table saying, "I'm trying to be reasonable." They're not doing, you know, (laughs) fill in the blank there. Um, And it's really, I I think, it's important to set goals for yourself. Um, You know, if your your children, if you have children, are most important to you, that helps um, calibrate. Kind of where you want to go with the divorce, um, and, and sometimes it's just trying to meet a meeting of the minds, if you will, trying to figure out where they are coming from. Because, like I said, it's perspective. Absolutely, mm-hmm. so perspective. Um, and if you can get some overlap, it, it takes two to tango. You know, you you can't go one direction with your divorce because you want to. It, it's you're going to have to do it together. And if you don't, um, kind of what Vincent mentioned earlier, there's a po- you know a positive correlation between kind of spite and vindictiveness and, and cost yeah. go together.
1: That makes a lot of sense. I mean, is it helpful to speak to your partner in these when, when this stuff's going on, or do you recommend that they don't? I mean, what's the correct course of action with your significant other? I would say,
3: uh, and, I, and I say this a lot to our clients, that absolutely start there. And I think what a lot of people do when they're facing these situations is they want to solve it. They understand what they are wanting, Um, but they want to go straight to problem solving, which makes sense in a healthy marriage that you are problem solving together. It doesn't work so well in certain instances if there's even some monicum of conflict when you're divorcing. So what uh, we typically tell our, our clients or prospective clients or even listeners now that are out there that may be facing this situation is to talk to the other side to help calibrate, as Joe was saying, That way you understand, because you already know what you want, but you may not know succinctly where the other side is coming from. If you can gain that perspective, you just saved yourself hundreds, if not thousands of dollars before engaging any sort of legal professional. Because as your advocate, we can find out what the other side wants. There's mechanisms that we have, but those mechanisms are costly, and they take a lot of time to work out. And I think that's one of the other things that's underlying here: it's just the time. The effort, I I think, to a certain extent is understood, but maybe not the timing. And that timing does come at a cost, and not just financially, but stress. Having to go to work, uh, unless this is what you do, I do it as well as Joe, (laughs) most of the time this is not what you do. Mm -hmm. And so this is something weighing on your mind, and there's deadlines and all sorts of other sorts of uh, external pressures that are laid on top of just the emotional aspects of what we're talking about.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And you mentioned um, before, Vincent uh, and Joe, uh, about deadlines. So it seems very important, obviously, with what we're talking about here and how this goes. Does it cost more when you don't listen to your lawyer's deadlines or um, even if the court says that you have more time? I mean, I'm sure it's important to follow your lead on that, correct?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you you can think of it kind of, uh, you know, in school, you know, you have a a test or or a paper due and a lot of times you end up working right up to that deadline, but you turn it in the next day. Right. If your lawyer gives you those, it's because it's likely several days, uh, you know, if not weeks before the court's deadlines. So you have some buffer room to work out some some kinks or some some details. But when you blow past your attorney's deadlines, you're in a really bad position, not only for, um, you know, your attorney, but the court, because the court sets these deadlines. And so your attorney, like Vincent said, is your advocate. And if they provide you with a time frame by which to do certain things, prepare certain documents, you've got to respect those. Otherwise, you're in a world of hurt, not only from your attorney, but then the court wants to know what's going on.
1: Well, and I mean, at the end of the day, you guys are the professionals and we're talking about a lot on the line here. You know, you guys built a life together. Maybe there's houses, there's kids involved, you know, and the courts don't care. The courts, they do this on a daily basis and they don't care about your sob story. At the end of the day- At at all. At all. At at all. All I just don't get in there. At at all. (laughs) Not in the slightest. It doesn't matter if you ran out of gas. They really don't care. It's It's over. (laughs) It's a done deal. So if you're paying your professionals, listen to them and follow their lead by all means you're not the expert and Please. is as far as we Please. try to be right <laughs> So speaking of how do your retainers go by so fast
3: yeah. You know, it, it's funny because this question comes up a lot. It, it comes up, especially after invoicing, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: like wait a No, i just just huge retainer, guys. Right. There's still a lot of spend there, right? Exactly.
3: <laughs> and one of the things that we've adopted is likening retainers to gas in a car. Most yeah. people have never interacted with a professional that is getting paid on an hourly rate or on a basis that way. You may have maybe, let's say, a tax professional or an accountant and there's maybe a couple hours, but when you're going through a divorce, especially if there's large estates or if there's children involved, then what you want to do is be very mindful of that. So typically uh, the retainer, the way that we sort of analogize that is with gas in the car tank, that the money that you give your lawyer up front is gas in the tank, right? Mm -hmm. If it's a Prius, it's going to cost a certain amount. If it is a Ford F-150, from the 90s, it's going to cost something very different (laughs) uh, to fill that up. Or maybe the Hummer would probably be a better (laughs) analogy there. So it fills it up. But as you know, um, every time you interact with your car, it uses a little bit of gas. So if you're flooring it, it's going to use more. If you're using just a little bit uh, in terms of uh, stalling out, maybe at a stop sign or something like that, maybe not as much. But every single time you put the key in the ignition and turn it on, it's using at least a little bit. And then where attorneys come in is we have our hourly rates. Now we don't uh, post those online, right? (laughs) And so, because we want you to call, I guess, for some and others don't want, I guess, kind of the public at large to know, but it is understood that there's hourly rates and those rates vary. And those hourly rates really function more like the miles to the gallon. Mm -hmm. And we bill in 10th of an hour increments. And again, this is more of a traditional sort of scenario, but Just speaking of it through that lens, uh, we'll just use something like uh, if it was $200 an hour, for instance, uh, six minutes or less, you send an email, that's $20. Right. And if we reply to that email, you say, hey, Vincent, thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you, Keelan. That's 20 bucks. Oh, man. Right.
1: This show has costing me a lot. I had a great I I had a great time.
3: (laughs) Uh, Thanks. Can I can I come back now? We're at forty dollars. And you say, yeah, no, I think that'd be great. How does August look? Now we're at sixty dollars. And that was our interaction potentially. Right. Different attorneys. I can't speak for them all, but just kind of more from a general perspective you can see how quickly you can go through something. Uh, And that's not court time, right? If we were in court together talking about how wonderful the show was, that can be anywhere from a couple hours to multiple hours. And all of that comes outside of that initial deposit that you put down. And just like in any car, once you get low, We're gonna send you an email, give you a call, and say, "Hey, buddy, if we're gonna drive over to Cabo to go see Tina, uh, (laughs) we're gonna need you to fill this up pretty heftily, especially because we're in this old Hummer here." (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. And when you run out of gas, you know the only way to get your car going again is to put more gas in it. I hate to say it, but you know what? Your time's valuable, though, guys. And uh, you know, and spending that time on an individual, you know, this is your—you've put a lot of your own blood, sweat, and tears into every moment, and all the advice that you're giving people. So it's only fair that you get compensated, right? I think so. So how involved should a person be with their case? Like, I would imagine you get those go-getter guys, like those type A's who are like, no, 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 I'll do this myself, like, you know, type thing. And I, it's probably got to be a little bit of a dynamic there on, on kind of who takes the lead and that kind of thing. Definitely,
4: definitely. And, you know, I would say that it's
1: it's really nice to have a client
4: who, maybe not, you know, the the hyperactive one, but definitely the one who's involved and who shows attention to uh, not only the case management, but the the productivity and what we can do. And um, it because on the flip side, it we really cannot care more than the client does. And it can be frustrating at times because sometimes people just want you to handle it. You know, they just, hey, take this. I don't want to deal with it. File what you need to file. Send the email you need to send. Just let me know when I'm done. And that can be counterproductive, absolutely, because at the end of the day, this is your divorce or, or your custody proceeding or whatever brought you to our office, and we care only as much as you do. And I think, um, you know, for everybody listening, I think that's really important to remember is, you know, you put the gas in the tank and you go, but you're driving the car, you know, your attorney's there with you, but you have gotta be um, attentive to the direction you're going and, and how far you wanna go.
1: Gotcha, yeah, I mean, is it, is it worth trying to settle?
3: always is it always I mean I know we're just about at time but a little bit of communication and and trying most cases do I, I think it's it's not quite hundred percent obviously but really close to that upwards of 95 so if you can communicate work to resolve
1: gotcha well uh, we got to go on break guys but uh, before we go uh, is there any other last tips that you give people
3: I would say that know that this is your case as Joe was saying uh, be mindful of the communications that you are having and do what you can to get the support that you need outside of your lawyer as well to take care of the externals.
1: That makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. Well, Joe, Vincent, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure, and we look forward to having you guys back. Thank you. Send it in an email. (laughs) Not for for 20
3: bucks, Vincent. That that wasn't my rate. Just an example. (laughs) (laughs) I love
1: it. Thanks, guys, again. Thanks for having us. Coming up next on The Money Hour, The Mindset Effect with Susan Palmer Wood. Right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break.
2: Never imagined your marriage would be ending? Not sure if you're going to be the weekend parent? How long is the divorce process going to take and who can you trust? The attorneys at Humphrey & Associates understand that these are just a few questions that may be going through your mind. You're not alone and they've helped many people in your same position. Their mission is to serve you while you get through this difficult time. Divorce and parenting plans are difficult enough. Working with an attorney shouldn't be. Humphrey & Associates is committed to providing affordable legal services that you can trust. You need good, solid legal advice that isn't going to cost a fortune. Worry no more. To schedule your free consultation, just call 206-946-8580 or go online to halegalteam.com.
3: Hi, this is Vincent Humphrey. Go ahead and give us a call today at 206-946-8580 or you can reach us online at halegalteam.com. Again, that's 206-946-8580 or online at halegalteam.com. Love to hear from you.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey.
1: In studio now, Tina and I previously interviewed Susan Palmer Wood. Up next.
5: Welcome back to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Tina Mitchell.
1: And your co-host, Keelan Harvey.
5: And we are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint, one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show. You can call at one 855 400 1150 Again, that's one 855 400 1150 or online at themoneyr.com. Our next guest in Susan in Susan, Susan Studiar. Our <laughs> next <laughs> guest in studio is Susan. <laughs> that is a tongue twister. Susan Palmer Wood. We're going to be talking about mindset effect with Susan. Susan, thank you so much for coming into studio. So excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me. And a little bit about Susan. Susan is a former Microsoft and tech startup executive turned mindset empowerment coach, master NLP, love that, practitioner and trainer. She's also president of the ESA chapter of Women's Open Network Group and volunteers in middle school classrooms with the Choices organization to reduce high school dropout rate, sharing the message, you are not what happens to you, you are who you choose to become, love that. Your choices today impact your opportunities tomorrow. Susan is passionate about helping people transform their thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors so they can experience a more joyful and fulfillment in their career, relationship, and personal development.
1: Susan, I'm so excited about this. I love Mm -hmm. mindset stuff. This is good. So you are a mindset empowerment coach and NLP trainer. What does that
6: mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. Um, When I think, you know, Have you ever experienced those thoughts of, oh, I can't do this, or, well, I am the way that I am, or Mm -hmm. that is the way it is, or, well, I am this way because this thing happened to me. And then just imagine quieting those voices and just getting free from them and seeing new possibilities Mm -hmm. and new ways of doing things. That's what I help people do. So empowerment is really understanding that you can be at choice in your life, mm-hmm. that you are a co-creator, I believe, that you are a co-creator Love of your that. life yeah. mm-hmm. and versus a victim of circumstances. Yeah. Because circumstances by themselves are neutral until you give them meaning, Yeah, right, if you think about it. Yeah. So um, NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming, and I am so fascinated by it because it's like a, a manual for the brain. And w- really to simplify it, it is to improve the communication with yourself and with others. Mm -hmm. So I start, everything is starting from the inside, the inside out and how you talk to yourself and then ultimately it's how you see the world and how you treat other people. And I'm passionate about creating a ripple effect of Mm -hmm. happiness and joy because when you feel good, then you're more likely to be nice to the person next to you, to speak nicely with your kids, to tip your barista, to let the person Mm -hmm. in front of you in traffic instead of road rage. So that's really true empowerment is going from victim to victor in your life
5: yeah and you know why not if we if we talked to earlier with uh the d i mean if you want to get healthier you make healthier decisions and you can lose weight if you want to get smarter you study more so why can't we get our brains to work better to benefit mm-hmm. us to really be the person that we're meant to be so mm-hmm. true and we so think, we think okay.
6: that we're so we think mm-hmm. that we are stuck with it right yeah. so when i'm talking about seeing seeing things differently, I've helped people lose lifelong allergies in 20 minutes. Yeah, You know, people who let go of addictions, of food addictions in 15 minutes. So we we have been taught that we are stuck, and that's just not true. Nope. And it's not changing the
5: story. It is looking at the story differently, because Mm -hmm. that story that is negative actually is very positive if you can bring that, embrace that negative side of it, Um, which we're going to talk a little bit about Tragedy to Triumph, uh, which is, you know, my my message and totally engaged in that. So what kinds of results are you uh, experiencing with your clients? I mean, you gave an example, to get over uh, um, uh, addiction and and allergies yeah. and different yeah. things.
6: and those are those are quick ones using neurolinguistic programming mm-hmm. processes. That's kay. why it's done so quickly is because it's changing the way that your brain is firing and the way that like you said the way that you're seeing things. Mm-hmm. My clients are really um, they are having, clarity and seeing possibilities mm. and stepping into their empowerment. So it's almost like, you know, when your windshield of your car is dirty and then you turn on the windshield wipers and you can see clearly. Yeah. It's kind of like, this This is, you can't see on the radio, but I'm holding up my hands in front <laughs> yeah. of my face. You're looking through life with a lens. Right? Mm-hmm. And this is clearing the lens. Yeah. Or
5: you can have bad windshield wipers that it doesn't come out any clear. It just gets right. really smudgy. Yes. And that's where most people are actually living yes. in that smudgy window, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
6: And so getting their, their, stop getting wound up. Um, some of my clients, they stop yelling at their kids. Yeah. They just have this clarity. And because they're telling themselves a different story and they're seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, things differently, then they, because we, can, we know what we need to do, like Dee was talking about habits. Yeah. And so it's, it's getting your, yourself out of the way so that you can do it and that's what my clients are doing
1: and how important is it to have that third party person to do that for you? You know, you can you, you might not just not see it, you know, yeah. within internally into yourself. And mm-hmm. we do have that self-talk and mm-hmm. you got to be very careful. If you're saying something out of your mouth, you've thought about it a lot mm-hmm. and you create neural paths right mm-hmm. in your brain mm-hmm. and habits. And it's a downward spiral. So Candy. having somebody to step out and like be that person to tell you this is what I see. Mm-hmm. I'm the yeah. as a professional and expert is really helpful. I mean, how do you work with your clients specifically?
6: Yeah, I love that. It's so true. Just Even coaches have coaches because Mm, we all need someone to mirror things back to us. Mm. So I start off um, coaching packages with something that's called a mental emotional release. And it's just, I'm listening for language patterns and language constructs and limiting beliefs. And we dig that all up and then we go through a release. Go through a process of releasing them. So this is just within uh, two four hour sessions. Then we mm-hmm. release what's called baggage, so things like trapped anger, fear, sadness, guilt, and limiting beliefs. The yeah. the big ones like I'm not enough, or I can't, or I'm not mm-hmm. smart enough. The imposter syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from there, then it's they get this this. Cl- It's like a new normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so it's almost like, oh, I forgot how I was. Yeah. Although afterwards they say, gosh, who am I without this old thought? So they kind of have Mm -hmm. to go, wow. And then they have this new normal. And from there, they can create a vision for what they want in our life. Because most of us know what we don't want. Yeah. And we're not clear on what we do want. So they get clear on what it is that they do want. And then we start um, creating strategies and habits to get them where they want to go. Yeah. But it's really doing that. Internal work because it's not the goal, it's who you become on your way to this bigger vision of what you want, and it's all in alignment with your values.
5: Yeah, I love that. And I love how, you know, it's not what you don't want, it's what you want, because I think most people, as they talk to, I don't want this. And I would say, you know, if you're in the car and you're saying, I'm not going to be late, I'm not going to be late, I'm not going to be late. You're going to be late because the the universe doesn't understand your words. It understands the emotion behind the words. So you Mm -hmm. need to talk with what gives you great emotion, not emotion that brings you stress and overwhelmness. So who can really most benefit from you? Or I mean, who's your favorite person to work with? Who do you just really love and connecting with?
6: Well, NLP is a do-with process, not a do-to process. Okay. So what I would say is the people that it can most help are the ones who want help. Mm, mm-hmm. So you have to want it. And the ones that I love working with are the ones who are curious, the ones who have that leverage, like you guys talked about earlier, of saying, okay, that's it. I don't know why I'm doing this. Or maybe I do. Maybe I have this story of why I'm doing yeah. what I'm doing, and I'm ready to release it. Uh, they're open-minded. Maybe they ha- they're open to the, the mindset work, some spirituality work, because I also incorporate energy work mm-hmm. into what I do. And ready to really step into their authenticity yeah. of being who they are. And they can still do everything that they want to do, but it's coming from a place of being. Mm-hmm. And in Western society, it's so backwards. Like if we do these things, then we'll have, we want to have, and then eventually we can be who we are. Yeah. But really we have to start with be. Yep. And so I, I really, I have worked with people as young as 21 and as old as 72, not that that's old, but that's a range. Um, and I love re- working with people who are kind of in that middle life stage who are saying, mm-hmm. well, what used to work for me isn't working anymore. And I don't really want to. I, I don't know what's next.
5: So. Yeah. And, it, you know, most people say if I see it, I believe it. I say if I believe it, I'm going to see it. You know, so it's a shift right. in a different way of looking. Yeah.
1: So, Susan, you alluded to um, your Tragedy to Triumph story. Tell us a little bit about uh, that and how it influenced you to work with people or kind of what led you down the path of helping people with, with what you do now.
6: Yes. Um, so I had a lot of trauma in my childhood, and I had gained some beliefs of unworthiness, not enoughness. Mm -hmm. And that plagued me for a long time. And eventually what happened is I was extremely successful in corporate America. From the outside, I looked successful. From the inside, I had big time imposter syndrome. I was a single mom and also thinking I'm not doing that right. I had all of these doubts and... Eventually, it led to a health crisis where one morning I couldn't get up off the floor after multiple warnings from my naturopath who said, Mm. your health is a ticking time bomb. You got to stop. And I'm like, we have another release coming out. I can't possibly stop. And so my body stopped me. And so I completely burned out my adrenals and I had to take months off. Um, After I started recovering, then I went to this mountain and I climbed this mountain. It took about eight hours, and I didn't know I was gonna climb. It was Angel's Peak in Utah, in, okay. in Zion, I believe it is. And I didn't know, I was with a friend who said, we'll just, we'll take stops. But I got to the top, and I went, and it, this was a treacherous climb. Like, yeah. you hold on to chains, and you're looking huh. over, and here I am with a suitcase full of supplements. I have chronic fatigue, it's awful. And somehow, after eight hours, I made it to the top of this mountain, and something shifted in me and said, mm. oh my gosh, I'm not broken. There yeah. is nothing wrong with me. And uh. I felt this incredible empowerment. And the thing is, nothing changed but my mind. Yeah, yep. Wow. Yeah. So it took me four hours to get down, and my life changed after that. I did yeah. a tough mutter. I got certified in Zumba. I changed uh-huh. jobs. Um, and then, a coincidence as things happen, is um, an old workbook fell off my shelf. And on the cover, it said, sign up for NLP practitioner training January 2009. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh yeah! I forgot yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. Fell in love with it. Went through master practitioner training. Had a lot of personal development work. Let go the things that I now do with clients. Yes. Let go of those old beliefs and trapped emotions. Transform my life and said, I can't not do this. Yeah. And so that's what drives me: is that people don't have to be stuck in that yeah. misery.
5: And and all it is is. Changing your mind, having new habits of how you look at things, and then I, you know, believe the universe is just pinging out there with all kinds of opportunities. Whether it was the book falling, it was the mountain that was there for you. There were so many different things that just happened to be the one that connected at that moment. But just think about that: the universe is just out there pinging all kinds of opportunities for you, Absolutely. just waiting for you to grab one of them. But you've got to reshift the way that you're uh, you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So your biggest takeaway from that, obviously, was. I, I d- Focusing more on your thoughts. Yes. To yeah. really
6: be aware of yes. that your thoughts drive your, lead. your thoughts lead to, um, thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to behaviors yeah. and behaviors lead to outcomes. Yeah. So just be yeah. curious about the thoughts and you don't have to be stuck. Yeah, You don't have to live being miserable. Yeah. You are, you're, you are you have choice yes. and that's true empowerment
1: of course I love that so I'm sure there's plenty of listeners out there going whoa this is kind of hitting home mm-hmm.
6: so we tell some us back-to-back uh, powerful
5: uh, conversations I here I love it. Mm-hmm. I love
1: this empowerment mm-hmm. stuff how can someone who's struggling uh, one of our listeners listeners out there how can they make some steps to to empowering themselves to change their lives and and step into this this light in this universe
6: so the first thing is a little bit what we just talked about is um, being aware. So we have over 60,000 thoughts per day. A lot of them are what we had the day before and the day before that and the month before that, the year before that. (laughs) So it's paying attention. So that's the first thing that I do with clients is pay attention to your thoughts, write them down and then question them. Are they true? Then you also can be clear on what you want and how you want to feel and manage your state, manage your emotional state. And there are ways that you can do that. Just like if I said, you know, hold out your hand, close your eyes, hold out your hand, I'm gonna put a lemon in it, this big juicy lemon, cut it in half, squeeze it, now put it in your mouth, your mouth automatically waters. Well, there's no lemon there. So the mind doesn't really understand what's going on in your head versus what's going on in reality. Mm -hmm. So choose how you wanna feel. That's empowerment and don't be a victim of your mind um or your circumstances. Yes. Susan, we've got less less than sixty seconds, our time is up. Uh, final shout out
5: to our listener. What do you want to say to him?
6: You are who you choose to become. And when you look at things differently, then those things change. Yeah. So you can be empowered and you have the power within you. So please reach out to me at Susanpalmerwood.com and on Facebook, also Susan Palmerwood. Yeah, love that. Thank you, Susan, so much.
1: Coming up next on the Money Hour, real changes in our local real estate market with Carrie Haas of Carrie Haas Real Estate Team, Windermere Real Estate, Bellevue Commons, right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break.
2: thinking about selling your home but don't know where to start? With so many changes in the current real estate market, you need the right team behind you providing guidance and support to get the best return on your investment. The Kerry Haas Real Estate Team has options for you. Her outstanding team of professionals help you navigate through the process of buying and selling your home from beginning to end, ensuring that you make educated decisions and are well represented and protected. She has a proven process to help buy for less and sell for more in this changing market. Her listings sell for an average of 104% of list price, and she has been a top producing agent in her Windermere office for the past two years in a row.
7: Hi, I'm Carrie Haas. Real estate is my business, my clients are my passion. I treat every client like my favorite aunt, uncle, and cousin. My outstanding team of professionals and I have helped hundreds of people sell their house and find their home, and we want to help you achieve your goals. If you want a more stress-free experience and a higher return on your investment, you need the Kerry Haas Team. Call me today at 206-719-2224. That's 206-719-2224. Have a great day.
0: You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150, now back to the show with local mortgage experts tina mitchell and keelan harvey welcome back to the money
1: hour on eleven fifty a.m kknw this saturday june 8th show i am your co-host keelan harvey uh you're probably m- missing the uh usual tina i am your host uh, but tina as if you've been listening is in Cabo. And uh, but today we still have great experts and we're going to carry on because her spirits here with us. Right, Carrie? Right. (laughs) We are your local mortgage experts. We bring in studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything money. We're here to help you in today's economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We, We are here to answer your questions or connect you with the guests that we have in studio today. Please call the show at 1 855 400 1150. That's 1 855 400 1150. Or visit online at themoneyhour.com. Now in studio, we have Carrie Haas of Carrie Haas Real Estate Team, uh, Windermere Real Estate, Bellevue Commons, real change in our local real estate market. Thanks for coming into studio, Carrie. Thanks for having me, Keelan. Now, a little bit about Carrie. Um, Carrie exudes a passion for real estate and carries through to every client, whether you are a buyer, a seller, or both. Carrie's business practices are steeped in philosophy of commitment, honesty, integrity, and excellence while loving her clients and developing a strong team to produce the best results. Prior to becoming a managing broker, Carrie owned her own graphic design and marketing firm. Six years ago, Carrie brought her leadership and business expertise, her keen attention to detail, and eye for beauty to the real estate industry, often exceeding client expectations and rising to... to top agent in her office carrie specializes in selling for more and buying for less while managing the process and providing support guidance knowledge and education so you feel confident from beginning to end that's awesome carrie i love that
7: i love my clients and i I really love helping people um sell their house, and find their home.
1: Well, well said in that. And we're talking today about real changes in our local real estate market, which is a real thing that's happening right now. We've all felt it. What is new in the real estate industry, and what do you see as the major factors that have contributed to these changes that we're seeing now?
7: Well, there's really a lot going on right now. I I think buyer and seller attitudes have changed for a number of different reasons. Um, There's also been some location shifts with uh, some of the companies moving Um, around a bit and uh, we have somewhat of a a heavy condo market uh, which is causing some concern but we've really got a booming housing market and we're still seeing multiple offers there. Um, The other thing that is happening is in 2020 we've got excise tax changing. It hasn't Mm -hmm. changed in a really long Mm -hmm. time and that's causing some concern for people with higher valued homes. Um, but is actually going to be an asset and a value to people with the lower valued homes. So that's, you know, a few of the big items that come to mind.
1: Yeah, we talked about that. A lot of policy changes, the condo thing, and, yeah, the jobs. We've been talking about a lot of that, especially in Bellevue, the Amazons, the Facebooks, the REIs. I heard something about Expedia on the other side of the pond just recently. So it just seems like these tech companies are just flowing in here, and I know that changes the kind of dynamic of the market because, as we know, employment, we follow employment. That's kind of how you follow the housing market. So things are getting a little crazy um, out there. What else have you noticed that's changed about buyers and sellers and – moving around in this marketplace now that where we're at?
7: Well, I think the buyers are more cautious this year than they were last year. They're not moving as quickly as they did um, in previous years, but the sellers are still expecting high percentage equity growth, um, which is slowed even in multiple offer situations, but is still growing. So comparing to what your neighbors sold for last year doesn't necessarily mean you'll get the same or more. And I think... Um, you know, reality hasn't quite um, come together for some people.
1: That makes sense. People kind of, you know, that market that we had was so crazy, and it's like we can't cut the coat strings on it, you know. They still have these different expectations, and the reality is the market is what the market is right now, not what it was last year. It is what it is right now and how that applies to selling your home or purchasing a home. The past doesn't really matter, unfortunately. We have data, but that doesn't predict the future, right? Right.
7: It's so true. Um, and it's really, you know, people say, oh, well, it's a buyer's market now. But it's really not a buyer's market. There's not enough homes on market. Still, we have a shortage. Um, but um, we still are seeing, you know, a more reasonable growth. This is really the first time in a long time that we've um, had a more even market. Yeah. Um, really since I think about 1998 is about the last time we had a, a balanced market. It's not quite balanced yet, but it is moving in that direction. And um, you know, I think that whether it's a buyer's or seller's market really depends on who you choose to represent you because you, know, you can easily botch a listing um, yeah, and sit on market for quite a long time and, and not sell for a good amount. And you can do it right, right from the beginning and make thousands more than your neighbor. So it really depends on, you know, who you have on your team.
1: And that's why we have experts like Carrie. So if you're out there, you know, reach out to Carrie. You really, I mean, we're talking about your future, your family. I've seen a lot of mistakes happen, you know, and there's a lot of kind of, I don't want to call them amateur, but you got to start somewhere. So out of full respect for people, but that experience makes such a big difference on making sure that you have, you know, everything in perspective. Don't you think?
7: Well, you know, experience and also, you know, a proven track record Agreed. because, you know, there's lots of people who have much more um, years in the market than others, including myself. <laughs> yeah. However, um, you know, you have to have a good track record of being able to negotiate and market successfully, um, you know, for your client's benefit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that puts a lot more in in uh, people's pocket than... You know, just that, that experience of years, you really need to look at what their experience is in the current marketplace and, um, you know, look at Zillow reviews and check with your friends and um, look at, uh, you know, the track record.
1: Well it says a lot about you too, Carrie, because you're like, please do your research on me because you know it's been a long time and I've worked hard and just like Vincent and Joe were saying, they're experts, their blood, sweat, and tears go into this. And so make sure you follow your experts' advice by all means.
7: Well it's kind of funny because a lot of people, you know, choose their cousin's wife's brother's best friend <laughs> yeah. as their agents yeah. because they feel bad. Yeah. Um but really this is your biggest financial investment. Yeah. And you really should be choosing somebody who is an expert and can help you with that Rather than just because you
1: you want to give somebody um, a job, I couldn't agree more. This is business and. It can right. get kind of weird, too, if you have a family member and, you know, maybe the transaction doesn't go as it should and now you're yeah. going to barbecues once a year and seeing Uncle Joe who just kind of, you felt like, did you dirty <laughs> on the sale right. of your house. It you happens know? so often. I've heard, even on our side of the big business in the mortgage business, you know, I haven't mm. had that personally because I'm amazing but, <laughs> um, but, you know, you always wonder, though, you know, in the financial advisory world where I was previously, you know, it's like some people just don't want to give you their stuff either. They don't want to unleash like their financial specifics to you have you thought about these things go find a professional right
7: right well and and also I mean I maybe your your uncle or cousin is the best real estate agent so Mm -hmm. you know you should definitely check them out though and make sure yeah, um, but
1: Do your homework, right? Exactly. That's the main thing. Exactly. So, Carrie, what um, areas do you notice with this market changes um, that you see happening in the greater Seattle? Like, what areas specifically do you see kind of these big changes happening?
7: You know, I, I think that um, areas like Queen Anne and... Um they, they've been good traditionally, and they're great places to live, but I think that um, they're not seeing as much equity growth as some of the outlying areas, the south and the north, where people are really moving to, and because people are working more from home, because we have light rail, and because there's um, other options, I think that, that people are spreading out a little bit more, and um, that job growth around the uh, greater Seattle area as making a huge impact
1: yeah for sure and and thank you for saying that too because you know queen anne you know capitol hill these areas that ship sailed like it can only go so much higher in that area Mm -hmm. it's the pioneers that are getting you know going out to new areas and you can do that now with our transit system that's happening things Mm. are going to get more convenient and you could catch that wave and really find yourself a great deal where you still have a lot of room for equity right
7: True, uh, but the flip side of that is there's a lot of really great deals in that area right now. So in Queen Anne and, and Capitol Hill, you're going to see more sitting on market a little longer because people are moving a little farther out to get a little
1: more for their money. I see. So it works the flip side too. They're mm-hmm. trying to get the heck out it of dodge. Depends on where
7: you want to be. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've been to Capitol Hill lately, but it's crazy up there. So <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't. I'm not surprised. Uh, So you touched base a little bit earlier on the condo market, and I thought that's really great. Why do you think the condo market is declining and uh, the housing market is just booming? Uh, What is the indicator here?
7: Well, you know, due to the stringent time limits on filing construction defect lawsuits, many HOAs were filing just to get in line just in case there was an issue. So builders started building apartment complexes, Um, instead of condos because it was just costing them too much and so now that those apartment uh, complexes have been um, you know built for over three to five years and they're they're out of uh, the time limit that that uh, they could have that they're being converted to condos Um, so there's just a huge amount of inventory coming online and um, and I think that um, it's causing condos not to, to lose a tremendous amount of value, but to lose a little bit of steam yeah. over um, houses. And it's it is still providing a much-needed relief, though, because... We need places for first time home buyers to be able to buy, and we need places for um, older people to be able to, or people who want to downsize to be able to downsize to and we weren't seeing that before, so we did have a shortage on condos, and so now it's just kind of um, they're filtering in and and uh, that's what we're seeing more evening out
1: it's a great thing because we have a huge affordable housing crisis here so there's a big gap as these homes went through the roof it left Mm -hmm. a lot of people behind where they just can't even get into houses and my money chat today was talking specifically about you know get out there and people want to buy homes affordable housing it's that gap that we need to fill so I'm excited to see some of these changes
7: well the interesting thing is and you touched on it before is that there is a lot of programs out there and um, if you want to buy a house you you can buy a house right now. There's, there's plenty of programs to help people get into um, their own home instead of having to pay a landlord. So the other thing that we're seeing is multiple offers on well-priced um, homes if they're well-presented and in a number of price points. Mm-hmm. So the houses um, are really still, um, you know, quite... Sought after, and but the buyers are being more cautious, so they're not going quite as high on their multiple offers, and they're not willing to, to give up quite as much or put up with quite as much. So it's it's becoming more even, in that regard. But there is still. Um, quite a charge for good, well-represented, well-priced homes.
1: That makes sense. I mean, probably some of that scar tissue left over from the crazy things that we were seeing in the past year where, I mean, just multiple offers, waiving contingencies, just earnest money, didn't care, you know, you can have my firstborn, let's buy this house. It's just nuts. So yeah, They care now. They care now. That's uh, that's good news. It's getting normal again. Yeah. They still want the house, but they care. But they care. So yes. um, I wanted to touch on something else. You mentioned excise tax and then changing in 2020. How's that going to affect, uh, affect our housing market?
7: You know, it's been the same for what seems like forever. Um, so it's a good thing for those with homes under $1.5 million um, and a fantastic thing for those under 500000 That That excise tax is actually decreasing. I don't know when you've seen them decrease taxes, but that's what's happening there. But for homes over $1.5 and particularly homes over $3 million, the excise tax hike is a painful hit. Yeah, um, It's going to cause uh, some confusion. It's important to have a good broker who can lead you through the changes and make sure you're looking at all of your options when considering selling at that level. I think the difference on selling a, a $3.5 million home, I think the excise tax is in the neighborhood of $62,000 or, or Right about there, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right now. But in 2020, that number is going to be $92,000. So that is a huge extra hit. And, you know, some of you are thinking, well, you have a house at three and a half million. I I can assure you that it's still a a tough hit. That's a a full percent.
1: Gotcha. Well, we got one minute left, Carrie. Uh, Unfortunately, um, I wanted to ask you uh, before we go here. Should, I mean, the summertime is coming, you know, it's here basically, and it's getting nicer, weather's turning, and we always hear about the summertime selling and that type of thing. Should sellers hold off on selling over the summer, or should they take advantage of kind of the hot market right now and get on the market as soon as possible?
7: You know, it's, it's always a good time to sell. Right now, it's actually still a hot market. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, it slows down in the summer, but I'm definitely still seeing an uptick in activity. And um, I say, you know, you should go ahead and, and get a good uh, broker to represent you and um, uh, get on market.
1: I love it. Carrie, you're such a great wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We're definitely going to have you back. Thank you for coming on the show.
7: Wonderful. Thanks so much. Me and my team love to to help people, and we love to be a part of your show. So thanks for having us, and hopefully Tina's having a good time in Cabo. Hopefully, right? I'm sure she's—I know (laughs)
1: Tina. She's having a good time in Cabo, trust me. This is your host, Keelan Harvey poor tina's in cabo i mean i feel terrible for her enjoying the tropical weather and having a great time but uh we love you tina uh we'll see you next week your local mortgage experts signing off for the day enjoy your saturday and i look forward to talking money with you next saturday right here on 11:50 a.m kknw
0: Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.